Hi folks, welcome to episode 40 of us. It's the season finale, our last episode. And lo and behold, where's Kevin McLaughlin? He's out in sunny Spain for the 50th time this season. Uh, we're also joined by Michael Wilson, who's been drafted on. He, he did such a stellar job when I was away on holidays during the summer. So uh, back by popular demand again, Michael Wilson. But Kev, what carry on are you at now? I'm I'm trying to folks. I'm trying to match the similar amount of podcasts, a similar amount of trip to Spain. That's what I was trying to match, and I'm disappointed because I'm at least thirty-eight behind. Have <laughs> <laughs> you done all right? I, I think I'm the only one actually does any work in this place between the two of you. To be honest, I think you'll find. I seen you at the weekend. You were you know out gallivanting everywhere, so I wouldn't be slobbering about not getting away anywhere. Work it was all work. Michael Freebie, uh, Michael Freebie Wilson. That's a correct. We've trusted them, but uh, folks on the show today, we're going to just do a recap. Obviously, to see talk about the FA Cup final Sunday. Uh, we had the promotion relegation playoff on the Friday night, so lots to get they get chatting about. Obviously, some potential comings and goings of the brand. Well, we've also got a guest, managed to get a guest on the show for the last one as well too, and it's uh, Kieran. Jackie Harkin as well, too, who, who, who joined us, uh, talking about his new contract. And obviously, he's had a difficult difficult 20 months or so like with, with his, his, his double ACL injury. Like, so it was good to hear hear from him, Kev, wasn't it? Like he, was, uh, he was in good form, obviously, heading away to Tenerife as well, too. So, um, But a new deal. He, he deserved that, didn't he? Oh, he did. And, uh, you know... We all we always see him at the matches, and I know Rory Higgins talks about it too. We alludes to him; he's sort of first in, last out, always a smile, real spring in his step. And look, you have to feel for him. I've known Jackie a number of years playing with a Derry City Academy, and then making his move to Stuart and Corian and one and stuff, came back to Derry. It was going so well, and as he even alludes to in, in the interview, brilliant. And then he does his cruciate against Shamrock Rovers, and he comes back. And he's even penciled in, in his mind, maybe he's going to get on the squad for the FAA Cup final. Bang, he does it again. So, like, he's had to do a lot to get his head around. But typical Jackie ways and spurts and, and can't wait to get going again for, for next season. He's really, really looking forward to it. And I think he's sort of, if the season started tomorrow, if he read the Iraq, he, he really can't wait for pre-season to start. Yeah, we we, we ran a piece on the, the back of the journal. Uh, this week as well too, just on based on that interview and and Mickey was he was uh, very upbeat, but it's, it's it was they they come back from a, a injury like that, you know, not just once but twice. Like it's it, it takes some sort of character, doesn't it? And we just hopefully you see the best of him now when he does get back. Well, absolutely, I mean, like coming back from one of them is is bad enough. Coming back from two is it's a hell of a it's a hell of an ask, and it is it's a mental thing as much as it's a physical thing at this point. I mean. From what he was saying, he's put in the hard work. The physical side of things is going along. Probably the last step is that mental block, you know, get into that first tackle, make that, you know, that first challenge, because that's what he's renowned for, let's be honest. You know, that's the sort of that's the sort of player he is. And like I, I, I know people talk about center forwards and things like this this year. I honestly think they've missed somebody like him big time. He's a boy, sets tempo, makes tackles, lifts crowds. You know, there's times there's times Derry have sort of maybe been lacking that sort of character, you know. And if if they do get him back to the sort of form that he was showing before that injury came, I think they've got a hell of a player for next year again. I mean, a real real bonus. Yeah, no, we'll, we'll hear from Murray Higgins shortly here, but he he was basically chatting about Kieran Cole, obviously too. He got got a, another year extension. He's been a, a brilliant servant since he's joined from from Fun Harps as well too. And and that's what we just we just remarked the fact that the, the two boys are the only you know sort of surviving members of that squad, which which just shows you like the like they've been there and they know what the club's about as well too, and they they've given brilliant service. So I was I was glad to see the both of them because they've they've like when Kieran Call has come on uh, and played, he he's been fantastic. He's never let you down, has he? Like as as Jaggy was saying, he's like a an eight out of ten uh, every time he plays, doesn't he, Keith? Ah, like he, you know, he, he can play. It's just because he's so consistent where he plays, and he can play in so many positions, which he's had to do this season in particular. Played right back, played right centre, right sided centre half, played left sided centre half, played left back, played everywhere in the back four. Then if they go to a back three, he can again play as a wing back or play in the the three. He plays in the three. He's playing dirty, so he's so many options, and because 
he doesn't seem to have much bother. Like he just gets on, does his job, and goes again. You know, so these are the type of pros that you want in the change room. And he, he, look, he's, it's great to have him back in. And I think you're right. I think it was him. I think the other one might be Cameron McJanet. McJanet, Jackie, and Kieran Cole, sort of the, the last three standing uh, from sort of Deggy's era as such that that that, that was came through. But no, you're right. Like getting the two Kierans on board is good, but a business space. Very getting them signed up and uh, just get them ready for next season. That just shows you how much that t- sorry about that how the teams transform since those days and how much uh that 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 he's brought on Rory himself. Like you know they're they're obviously going a different direction from 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 when he came, took over. Uh, he's been backed obviously we we know but again he's still he's still like the the two boys on which we were glad to see. We've seen uh, Keane Kiavan has gone elsewhere now as well too. Um, Evan McLaughlin, another one that's going. So he's, he he did say, Rory, and, and as I say, well, we'll hear from him now shortly, but he did say that in order for him to get maybe two or three players on, they, they supplement what he's got. He's got to let a few players go. And uh, obviously Keane and, and Evan did a, did a great job as well too while, during their time here. I, I would say, but the... As regards Kieran Call, he's a he's a no brainer in my book. Mm-hmm. Every manager loves that type of player in the squad. A guy who, as you say, a seven eight out of ten every time he plays can cover six positions. You get no bother out of him. The rest of the squad love him. That's a no brainer. That really is a no brainer for me. You don't even consider letting a boy like that go. So it's, well, that's, it's well, great, that's another good bit of business. Hundred percent, hundred percent. He has, he has, but he's a brilliant character too. Apparently, and I know Rory was was chatting about them, and I'm a, I'm just going to play that interview now. But he, he talks about the two of those boys, Jackie and Kieran, being uh such big characters and, and big players in the dressing room. But we'll, we'll hear from Rory here now. Keane Cavan has left the club. Uh, Diallo, I'm hopeful, um, without taking anything for granted, I'm, I'm, I'm hopeful that we can keep him. We've, we've made him a good offer to stay. Uh, Kieran Harkin and Kieran Call have have signed one-year extensions. And we're obviously, we've made no secret that we're in the market for a, a certain type of player. Um, but I'm hopeful. I don't think we need wholesale changes. As I said, we've, we've been very good defensively. We've controlled matches. We've created opportunities. So, um, a lot of a lot of the facets of our game is really strong. Uh, I think we just need to bring in a couple. They they take us to the next step. We've uh, other targets um, that that we are actively pursuing. So um, we're on it, and and we're trying to we're trying to make sure that uh, we go in the next season with with a team that's capable of winning the league. Uh, Kieran, Kieran Harkin um, has missed. Like got to eighteen to twenty months, um, and I think we owe it to him to give him the opportunity to, to uh, get his career going at this club. Um, and he honestly, he, if anybody epitomizes a Derry City supporter, it's him. He's a, he's a fan first before he's a player. Every away game on the bus with the players, every home game first in the dressing room. Uh, every training session first and in the smart and uh, in, in, in the morning with a smile on his face, um, and he is so vital for this group. I'm telling you, he he has he has so much influence on the group. The players love him, the staff love him, um, and I just hope that uh, we can see him get himself going again and, and get the jersey back on and represent this club. Um, but listen, we'll see how pre-season goes and, and we'll not make any uh, real decisions as to the impact that he's going to have for us uh, in the early stages of the season. But we'll see how pre-season goes without putting pressure on him. But I, I thought it was really important from a moral uh, standpoint that we give him the opportunity to, to, to uh, kickstart his, his Derry City career. What, what in terms of his injury and enough to done it like what? No, he he's to be honest, he uh, he's nearly. I I would imagine he's good to go, but we were never going to, we were never ever going to introduce him. We, we three or four weeks ago would be pointless when there's with an hour three months or four months to the start of next season, whatever it is, three months is it? So 
and we were never ever going to do that and he's been training extremely hard he looks sharp and lean and oh, not that he's ever not been lean but um he uh he looks sharp and 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 he'll be as hu- he'll be hungrier than anyone come the first day of pre-season and uh look forward to they work on him again because he deserves it Yeah, very honestly, he kept saying it from a moral standpoint that was it was key to sort of offer Jackie a deal. Like, and and the, as, as I was saying before, there he kept alluding to how much how big a players they are in the dressing room, and they are very popular amongst the playing staff. Well, that's exactly it. Then you know, uh, Jackie goes to uh, every game, home and away, he's, he's looking at every match, he's seeing things that matches, and Rory sees that himself too. Rory knows that he's, he's on. Public character, brilliant in the change room, staff love him too. Call you know, no causes no bother. It's the same with Kieran Call. Staff love him and Kieran's playing, you know, he's 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 in the squad every week. And that's that's the thing. I think, you know, when you're sort of covering League of Ireland, you're thinking, you know, all oh, starting eleven, start eleven. But it, it's so much it's changed. It's a young man's league and it's in a and it's basically a squad league. Like you looked at the FA Cup final on Sunday, it was like what four or five teenagers? That's a Pat's team that finished that won the cup. Like, and I think Bowes had a few. You know, so it tells you it's a young man's league. But if you can get a pro that's the the Kieran Call that uh, has been there, done that with so many games on his belt with Harps and with Derry, it's a nice party having your changing room. I I think too sometimes with uh, with Jackie, we're, and we're probably guilty of it as well. But everybody everybody tends to talk about what a great guy he is in the changing room. Even Rory, when he's he's mentioning, you know, there was a moral duty and stuff like that. We well, forget what a hell of a player that lad is. Do you know what I mean? And and he's the sort of he can be a spark in a team. He's a boy that puts the foot in, gets the crowd up, lifts lifts games like that. I I I love players like that. And I'll be honest, I think his character comes across in the way he plays. And sometimes Derry have have missed that wee bit of almost devilment and you know putting the foot and things like that so I think it's a good bit of business because what you have to cover your base will he get back to the level he was at we don't know you know that's the next step for him we, we fingers crossed for him and all that but it's a good bit of business for Derry to give him that extra year to see can he get back because as you say I, I don't I see it as a no look you can't lose from it you know what I mean mm-hmm. definitely definitely not and it's, and it's if, if you remember when he was playing he had a brilliant season uh obviously he got, he got injured the start of 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 last season against Rovers, um, and I saw injury, but uh, he's playing that deep line midfield role that we we chat about, clear the way, and he, and he and he's obviously that's if he comes back, that's the only sort of way he he, he can see himself playing and fitting back under the squad if he does get back to full fitness, and as soon as he does, um, he's ready to hit the the ground running now. But if you look in there, he does. As much as you've got a lot of midfielders on there, they've all got they all play their own game. If you know what I mean, if you get Salah Diallo, it's very different from a Kieran Harkin or Adam O'Reilly, uh, Dumigan even. You know, so they the, the, it does have a bit of variety on there. If you can go on there and sort of supplement that, or it's got something different to offer. As you says, Mike, a boy that's going to go on and and just be a, a nuisance on there. But uh, but he's very good too, Kev. If you remember the way he sort of like. Got got the, the the ball kicking over like you know he would he would always keep keep the play moving he was he's got a lot more to his game I think you're right too like he, he is sort of underrated in that regard. Well, this is exactly up. You know, as I say, I haven't seen him as a, a young man playing for their academy. He was very tidy in the ball that stood out to me. And you're as Mac alluded to, he loved to tackle the academy matches. And when I say academy matches, I'm saying Ulster Senior League. That's what Derry were on that Ulster Senior League, and he was part of that. And then he made the move and they he seen Stuart first time playing senior football. You're going, he hasn't changed here. He's now playing senior men's football. Then he goes to Korean. They loved him. Absolutely adored him down at Korean. Loved his attitude, loved everything. Won the Irish Cup win when he was a they were really he's the type of boy when he left Korean, he got a stand ovation and, and fans come down to wish him well going back to Derry that. You know, you don't get that everywhere, like but I just told you showed you the character. And and how good a player he is too, but you're right. He came on then, and he, he admits himself that Rory asked him to start playing this position and specifically playing this position. No, yes, he got Diallo and Dominic in there, but okay, you're adding Diallo, but he started the season 
Wetland Dock, Shamrock Rovers, he was flying, and mm. all them boys, you know, the big squad then too, yes, where he's added it, he's, you know, but there was Patsy and there was Fats, there was Dummigan when he started, so okay, you've added Adam O'Reilly, and you've added, obviously, uh, Diallo, but still uh, a fat Kieran Harkin and, and full throttle. Uh, I'll tell you, not be far away from knocking that door for uh, starting place. If not, they'd be certainly going to be orient here. I've read the rock. I want to be starting. Well, that's, that's what he's saying now. You know? Obviously, we'll, we'll play that interview now with him. But uh, I, I, I like the fact where, obviously, it's something you think, all right, you're out with ACL, you, you suffered twice, you know, you're going to be down the dumps. And he did say he had, he had rock bottom, obviously, but... And and he had that cup final and wasn't able to play in that, which was a big blow. But uh, that gets kind of softened the blow when he says the players got him through, been able to travel up and down the road with him in away games and stuff like that. But also, you remember how many top players Derry had injured last season, so he was never kind of alone in that regard. And he obviously had Collie Whelan going through a similar a similar injury. But we'll hear now about that. But obviously, just last night for the fact, I thought it was sort of a, a takeaway from an interview was where. The joy that I got from Collie Whelan coming back and scoring a goal in Cork, and then just obviously uh, the devastation then that followed there, and the the, the, the follow month when he got injured against Rovers again too. But uh, it's a nice wee interview. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll play it now. Uh, here's Kieran Hargan. So glad they uh, welcome Kieran Harkin onto the show. Uh, I think as our last guest of the the, the podcast, the season, our debut season, Jackie. Like uh, we're glad they have you on, and obviously big news coming out this week as well too, uh, with a new contract. Like so, delighted they have you. Thanks for having me. Cheers. Um, obviously, we've got Kevin McLaughlin here too before he takes a hump and says I don't introduce him, but he's over there in Spain, so uh, we bit jealous. Hey, there'll be no hump ticking. I'm, I'm I'm quite happy just lying here in Spain, twenty six degrees, and uh, make sure you get enough coal for that fire back home. <laughs> well, uh, I know you've got your holiday plan too, Jackie. You can well well deserve. I'm sure you're looking forward to that as well. Ah, uh, definitely. Well, Kev's slagging away this there, saying it's twenty seven degrees, so. Hopefully the same for me come next week. Hey, were you away with the boys there too? I uh, were in Tenerife the other day uh, for a few days, so now I'm going again, so looking forward to it. Hard life. Well, I'll tell you what, after the, the, the last 20 months or so, the last couple of years you've had of it, like, you know, with, with injuries, I'm, I'm sure uh, you're looking forward to just get a wee bit of a of, of a rest and recuperation time like, and before you, you have the pre-season again now because it's been a long, sort of hard, hard few months for you, hasn't it? No, it has been tough. Um, I'll take a few weeks off now, but a week or two, I'm already a week in now, so I'll take another week off now when I go away and then straight back at it before pre-season, try and get myself ready so I can hit the ground running then pre-season, hopefully. How has it been like in terms of your, your, your rehabilitation now? Like where, I know Rory was saying there the other day, you could have it could have had you back three or four weeks ago, you know, or three or three or four games to go, but probably wasn't a sensible approach with you know, coming to the end of the season. Get a good pre-season behind you know everything seems uh, uh, see how it goes then is, it, is that the is that the plan like what's what's the plan in your head? I will I might head during the season there obviously when I after my last surgery um, was last October so in my head I was going to play this year like um, so after like halfway through the season when I was coming coming on it and I was getting better and doing the rehab and things like that I was thinking right I'm going to play this year but then it just came this stage and where Started to slow down, but obviously Mickey Higgerty, it's it's up to him as well. He sees how I progress, and it's up to him really when I'm when I'm ready to play. But halfway through the season, I thought maybe maybe I could get a game this year. But then we just had a chat, and it's just what was the point really? When obviously I was coming out of contract, and we started talking about them things, but it sort of made it tough for me coming to the end of the season, knowing that I'm out of contract, not knowing what's going to happen next year, and knowing that I was in. I wasn't ready. Um, there, Jim McGonagall, we could bring him there. So you already answered. <laughs> oh, he's away. He got answered. I had the wrong button there. There was a custard <laughs> pie right in the fist. <laughs> Priorities. <laughs> uh, that's a golf golf this afternoon. He's about to tell me uh, they shot four under northwest this morning. So. 
I knew it was going to be golf talk, definitely. Just you talking about your coming back and maybe trying to get games or whatever this season didn't work out. Last season, you were in a sort of similar situation leading to the cup final. You know, how 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 did how bad was it? Like, you know, when you picked up the, the second injury again, did you know straight away, oh, no, this is me again? Nah, well, that was it. That's, at that time, it's it's mad how different the two the two years have been, the two seasons. Well, obviously, I got injured second game of the season last year and had a great pre-season. Um, first two games of the season were Dundalk and Shamrock Rovers, so they don't get bigger than them. And I was going under them and I was starting um, and I was feeling good. And then, obviously, had rock bottom, I got injured. But then, as you say, coming under the end of the year, it was seven, eight months coming under my rehab, feeling great. And obviously, we're, don't know, at the time where we were in the league, we were doing well. There was, everything was looking up. And then it happens again. Um, as I say, there was a, a cup final they sort of, they looked forward to. Um, that was my goal. No, I see myself playing the Viva with the boys. Um, obviously, in that cup final, I see myself making that. That was my goal. And then it all happens again. Like, so, um, to be fair, my head, I've, I've been grand. No, obviously, being on the boat, the boys has helped. Obviously, them and Andy, um, my family, everybody's helped me through it. Um, but happening again, no, I've been there before. I've just got on with it and I've got on every day and done my work. And now, I'm not speaking too early like I did last year. Um, but I'm over 12 months after my second surgery, so I'm a lot better off this time and hopefully that that can help come on the preseason now. That's what I was going to say, because the, the second time, sorry, Kevin, that happens, does, like mentally, is a, you would expect it to be tougher and, and obviously, but have you, as you touched on there, because you have already gone through it, you knew what to expect, you knew the, the, how long a process and how you know how tough a process that is getting back to getting back to full strength like so that made it a wee bit easier is that right uh not that i'm like at the start obviously you're down the dumps you you're like why me um but then you just a switch you just had to switch in you're like game on again you have to go at it again and um you just have to get back on it you can't um feel sorry for yourself you just have to get on with it and get on do your work and the last 12 months have really been a blur for me. Do you know what I mean? I'm here now and I know you'll get to a stage sometime, but, and the next two months may be a blur again for me, but there's going to be that day that I'll be on that patch and it'll be all worth it then. And obviously, speaking to the Rory, he's always been chatting about first on the training, always smiling the fish. You've still played a big part behind the scenes. I know you probably don't feel like that, but speaking to the manager, like he's saying how much you're, you played a big part of the squad over the last couple of years, maybe not in the pitch, but behind the scenes. No, I've seen all them um, things, and obviously he said to me plenty of times before, and he mentioned a few times in his team meetings and things like that. But for me, it's they've helped me, me getting on there and being around them. They've that's that's the reason I've got through it. You know, obviously I've seen all them comments and I've heard all them things said, but it's really them helping me. Me being on there is obviously. It just keeps me going, though. It takes my mind away from what's really going on um, and what I have to go through. But really, it's helped me and being on the round there. It's just also the lads have pushed me on as well. There's, I haven't been the only person injured this year, and there's been a lot of, a lot of boys injured as well, and I've been training with them. So they've helped me through it as well. And because it is, it's the dark days are when you're in the gym on your own and everyone's training, and you're just like, it's hard to even get through the session when you're sitting there yourself. and Trying to grind it out, really. And you've been in with, obviously, Collie Whelan. Is it the similar situation that both of you have sort of been sort of pulling yourself together and pulling yourself through this? Yeah, well, that's it. Collie, obviously, when when he signed, obviously, he was coming back from an ACL injury and seeing him that day in Cork, because it's just gave me the biggest buzz ever, you know, seeing him. Obviously, we've been close and we trained with each other for, for a while before that, and... Seeing him get on, score that goal, just uh, just give me a at least a life. No, this will be me someday. It mightn't be a goal, but <laughs> getting on the pitch <laughs> might be a tackle. But uh, <laughs> each player's different. But, um, so no, it just give me that buzz, and then that's there's a difference between me and him. I didn't really get get to that stage where I was at the highest of highs. No, where he's got to the highest of highs, and then. Put back to rock bottom, but I've no doubt the way he trains and 
the way I'll see he'll get back there again, they'll come back even better. And you must be delighted that, as you said, the club got you that contract. You've got a security. You know now, right? Let's get ready to rumble again now when you got the new deal. Ah, uh, it was. It was. It was obviously a conversation of how we were and. For myself, I was a bit paranoid. I didn't know what was going on. I was speaking to Mickey Higgerty and I was like, I don't know, and he could see it in my training and stuff. No, it was sort of playing in my head and I couldn't train properly. It fell like 100%. I was just, didn't know what was going on because I don't know whether I was making it back this year or did I have to get back this year to prove myself. Or So I was stuck in the middle and I didn't, when I was speaking to Mickey, I was like, what I need to do, what do you think? Do you think I need to push it and come back a wee bit earlier to try and earn myself it? And then it came to it then that obviously the club supported me and Murray was brilliant and obviously got me signed up for another year so it gives me a bit of stability and gives me that chance. That's what I say. I think Murray was saying from a moral standpoint that the club sort of owed it to you for just the service that you've given them. You kept the club. You, you, you know, you've been there from 2019 obviously after Coleraine, you were there before as an academy player, but the club sort of owed it to you. They sort of show you that that loyalty as well too. But it also says that he expects you to come back. You're you're ready, like he was like you were saying, you're sharp and you're lean, like you're you're always sharp and lean. <laughs> but you know what I mean? But he was saying that uh he expects Nobody. you to come back. <laughs> expect you to come back. In my life, I could say, yeah. <laughs> He's expecting you to come back like hunger than most of the players at, at preseason because you, you feel maybe you know, you're, first of all, you're, as he said, you're actually get back on the pitch there. No, well, that's it. Well, I've actually, I was actually in Dublin yesterday doing a bit of testing and obviously the scores were good and I've got a lot of strength back and there's a few things I need to work on now. But from when I come back from my holiday next week, I've like four or six weeks before pre-season to actually work on all them wee things and make sure that I'm ready to go just like any other player now in pre-season. Um, obviously, there might be a few things that I have to hold back on, but come pre-season now, I want to hit the ground running and come the start of the year, I want to be, I want to be on my chance and know, feel feel good about myself and be ready to play. Just coming back from an ACL, like especially having done it twice, like what what are you sort of like mentally you would expect for a player to sort of sort of hold back a wee bit as well in terms of you know striking through a ball or going under those tackles and things like that. There, do you, you feel that that that's going to be a side you're going to have to work on as well? Um, well, really, over the last few months, it's I've been I've I have this conversation with Mickey a lot. Like, um, see, when I'm doing my twists and turns, kicking a ball, doing everything, I never really think about it. No, I've got past that stage, but I haven't really got into that stage where we've sort of held off. Come the last few months of the season, where I probably could have stepped on a lot of contact training and get involved more with the boys, would be held off on that. So maybe that's the next stage. But I think I'll be okay. You no, know, going in, getting stuck in. It's just has to be done. Um and I'm not gonna go and do that unless I'm strong enough to do it. So mentally I'll be okay. Yeah, you talk about your support networks and the club and the boys and being around the boys too, but uh, obviously you makes it Demi and Andy as well too. How how crucial have they been, like, you know, in terms of keeping keeping you sort of upbeat about it all? No, it's, they've been brilliant, honestly. Um it's it's, it's mad we go back as I say about 20 months you know mm. she's had to go through it as well with me and these young having to go through it and you no, know, Demi had to look after two wings really <laughs> for plenty of them times um, my wife tells me that too uh, <laughs> uh, no but really they've been brilliant and even even when the surgeries happened and stuff like that all the boys come they fuzz up when I couldn't really move and stuff like that and just I have plenty of pictures in my phone no Give him wheeled out a wheelchair and when a wheelchair out of the car and stuff like that, and you just you just realised he's you were in a bad way, like and but sure when I look at it now, I'm in a great place and I'm I'm looking to hit the ground running now and I'm just looking forward to it. But they have all been brilliant and I wouldn't be able to do it without them really. You're coming back to a, a probably in fairness, Jack, a, a different dairy team. You know, the, the, you probably the last time you played, that's that's a that's a strong squad and and a squad that. You know, everybody's saying it really wants to topple Rovers and get this title. Ah, oh, well, that's it. And over the last two years, I know there, there has been there has been a bit of a push there. We have a great squad, we have great players, and I have the right squad to do it. Um, so really coming now, it just gives me that extra boost as well. Now that I know that it would have been great they won the league, but 
this year gives me a wee extra boost now that I could be involved in it more, you know, when when it does happen, then I've no doubt it could happen this year. Um, as you say, speaking about that cup final, I've sort of just pushed it aside and thinking about it, like standing there, sit up and put it in crutches, whatever. But you're better standing there, sit up and put it in crutches. And you know, I used to be a fan going to the games. I've been at plenty of cup finals, but I'd rather be where I was and being in the stand and the stands watching it and as a fan. No, I'm a fan standing there, sit up and put it, get a free yeah. suit that is, and be on the cup. <laughs> <laughs> and I'll tell you what, you know. It sounded like you were all right in that guitar as well, too. Some, some of the photographs as well. Like, as, <laughs> you enjoyed yourself. It might have looked like I knew what I was at. I went to guitar lessons, but it never worked. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you like, Jack, as you were just saying, as a fan? What, what do you like as a player in the, in the, sitting in the stand watching? The, are you a good watcher? Do you sort of study the game? Or are you, no, I just want to be out in the punch and try and change things? That's that's the thing. As I say, there's there's been a lot of players injured over the year, and no, no, every game's different. There might be someone else sitting beside me. There might be someone else missing out, and it's it's weird the way each person's different. Like to me, like I would follow the ball and just watch the game as I'm used to be a fan. And and you might have a like a Mark Conley or one of the the older boys, and that, and they might uh, they be analysing the whole lot, and they be coming out with stuff, and I'm like. What's he on about? Like <laughs> uh, speaking from experience and stuff like that, and then, but but for me, I just follow the ball. And to be fair, I have a phone, so anything that happens in the match, I will record it on my on screen record it on my phone, so we can watch it then. Maybe after, or even any of the goals or watch it after a match. So I would show the boys, or maybe at half time, somebody does something wrong. I'm like, what are you at? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's it. That's you now joined the the coaching staff. <laughs> Oh no! To be fair, I have last year. That's something that that helped. No, my time off. I went and done my UEFA B license, so I've passed that now. And um, as I say, I'm a step ahead now when it comes to the end of my career. I can get under that. That's something that I would like to do. And I helped out with the under 19s this year for quite a bit. But um, coming to the end of the season, I just backed off it a bit, trying to get ready to play again because it took up a bit of time. But it is something that I would like to do when I finish. Before uh, you got the injury too, it was Rory was using you, and you were kind of getting used to that role as a sort of deep line midfield role, like you know that sort of defensive sort of midfield. Where before that you were you weren't sure that you hadn't really sort of pinned down your your, your best position, like but you were getting used to that role and joining that. You see when you come back, that's where where you, you would like to play. Oh, well, that's it. That's, now now I actually don't see myself playing anywhere other than that. Well, yeah. I don't know what I'll be like when I come back. Now it could be. Could be a lot quicker than it was before, you never know. <laughs> tricky, tricky winger, I really want to be. Yet they see me in training, I'm like a tricky winger, but we need when, a I come to, <laughs> when I come on to the games, then I'm told, sit to your air. If I see you doing a skill, you're coming off. <laughs> That's what I've been told. Uh, but no, I really enjoyed it when Rory came in and he sort of put me in there and he gave me a job to do. I really enjoyed it, even the year that he just came on, the, f- the first year. Um, I felt like I had a brilliant season um, when I was in there and doing a job, really, and not really having to think about too much more. No, just that was your job, do it. And I thought I did well at it. And then, obviously, I had a good pre-season. And the start of last year, that was my position. I was hoping they play there all year, but uh, that's it. That, that's probably the one that I'm going to focus on most and hopefully I can get back on there. Yeah, obviously. Go ahead, go ahead. I was just saying like that midfield, like you've got bars with the riches on there too, and, and they be playing alongside the likes of Dummigan on there, or if it's the L if they come back, hopefully it's not sort of totally yet, I don't think. But if uh Sadi Dial came back, um you, you know, we've seen Fats coming on there too, but they everybody there, yourself included, have something different they offer in terms of playing that kind of defensive midfield role like as well. No, that's it. It's as I say, that year the Bray came on, I was obviously we had good players then as well, but some of the, the midfielders on there now and just the buzz about having the chance to play. Like they play with the likes of Mickey and Fats who I grew up watching really when I was coming through the nineteens, them boys were all senior players at Derry and they were playing every week. And obviously they moved on then, even when they did move on, I was still watching them. But the buzz of getting to play with them again, I got Maybe a game or two with them in pre-season, and then the start of the season, the start of that um, last year, 
Um, but didn't really get a good a good go at it. So obviously, I think it'll help me as a player as well, getting to play with better players, and and just excited about that. Obviously, you you were you come on undertaking whenever else you saw you seen some changes at the club too, Jackie. You you seen where the club are, are looking to go. It's been big strides they've made. No, oh, well that's it. Obviously, after leaving Corain, I came back when Deggy and the usual Murray and Paddy and that were here. Um, and even then, like Deggy had four players, whatever. When I just signed, and um, we we got Europe our first year, and we probably didn't get enough credit as we deserved. We actually there was probably a, still a lot of um not hateful comments, but comments saying that maybe we didn't do well enough. But we got Europe. We obviously Deggy only having four players at the time. And then obviously at the end of that, the came date, and we started uh, two seasons ago. We weren't doing great, and obviously Deggy lost his job, and Rui came on, and we were sitting second bottom. And then from then, the, the club has changed a lot. Obviously, um, some big names have come in, and just obviously, seeing we've won a cup, we finished second twice in the league, and there's there's only one more thing to do, and it's they won that league. You were just talking there. Uh, about working with the nineteens and whatever. I remember your yourself jacket the nineteens years ago was down Wasties and then you made the, the move to the Institute. The big thing is, do you feel that making that move to senior football, the likes of Institute or a Korean or whatever, it sort of benefited your career just because you may leave there City at nineteen. You still can go back and you and Ben Doherty are the perfect examples. Oh, that's it. And obviously everybody's different and mightn't work for some but for me personally it I couldn't have done it any other way. It's, I don't really know if I had any other choice. I, I've decided myself to um, go there from the 19s. I probably could have stayed for a bit longer and wasted a bit more time. But at the time, I thought it was perfect timing. And to get on the senior football, and I've played probably a lot of games from a young age. I ended up with Institute and moving to Corain. And I got a lot of games. And coming back to Derry, um, I thought I was more ready then. From even the time before when I went to the institute, I was I was ready then and I made the right decision for me personally. But obviously, it's different for everyone. But getting senior games and getting a feel of what it's like can help you. Like, and it mightn't be a year later you can go back, it might be five years later. But it's always going to help. Like, no, I'm just just thinking back to the, how how the, the teams changed since since a couple of years back. Like, you think from 2020, it was just yourself and Kieran Call. Or the, the the two survivors from that team, like you know, that season, which is, is a bit ironic that the two he's get the new contracts and announced the Geller as well too. But he he's been a fantastic servant like yourself as well too through those years. I like, can probably doesn't get enough credit as well. No, that's it, Kieran. Kieran's there's no other player like him. It's yeah. it's crazy. It's just any he could come on for ten minutes and you do a job. He could play ninety and he could do a job. He could play three games in a week and he would do a job. And he's just so consistent. He, he's always at least an eight out of ten. Like his, and he can play anywhere as well. So it's it's crazy like how good he is. Obviously, it's a news that you are like it's like, they always spell his name the way you spell your name, isn't it? So, yeah. so I'm just trying to check. I get, I get called Kieran, and they call him Kieran. It's, it's weird. <laughs> it bad. But but before that, that season too. It was the COVID year. Remember, it was probably you were describing. I remember chatting. You were so disillusioned, like we. With football, but with the club, you were saying about losing the passion for it too because you only had that wee butt part rule. And it was a crazy season anyway. But can you see the transformation in yourself from that time that put on that pre season and then and then the, the, the couple of years that followed? Then, Jackie, like you know, it's been, it's been a huge transformation and you've got that love for the game back despite obviously your those horrendous injuries that you've had. Like. No, well, that's it. That first year I came back, as I say, we get Europe after only having four players to start a season. Um, we ended up getting Europe. I felt like I had a great year that year. Um, scored a few goals and obviously getting Europe was massive for us. Um, then the next year, then the COVID year, it's just, just wasn't real. No, it's just, it's just not football. No, having the wait about a few months off and then go back and play half a season. There was no spark. There was no buzz even. Even the players, like you couldn't, it was hard to get motivated for a game. I know, even even though we missed a lot of football, and you think it would be easy to get motivated, but it wasn't knowing that the season wasn't the full length and you weren't playing that much much games and there was no fans and things like that. But then the next year, obviously, it was a start of a great year, and then 
the COVID year and then the year after we started slow. But then from when Rory came on, I got sort of that feel again. And from then, it was just I had an hour great year, I felt, felt. And obviously, the injuries happened then. But it's been up and down, but hopefully I can get back to my best. I was about to say, the, the whole league itself and getting fans and you can see Jackie, the, the league off the field from supporters they the more competitiveness too with, with so many teams that the league's on the up like no it is it's like this year there's maybe three months ago there could have been any team that won the league there were three or four or five that could have could have got there but it's been very competitive the teams are getting better as you say that's when you go to it doesn't matter what ground you go to now. Like, there's fans are amazing, and even ourselves are bringing. Like down to Cork last week, many boys have went down. Um, it's mad. The boys would travel everywhere, but it's great to see, and just everybody just got that love for football again. Like. And obviously, the amount of travel down to Tala for the European tie. I know you were you were sitting on the amongst them and, and things like that, but it just shows you that you know Derry City Football Club. And Derry City, the, the city itself, is ready to take off if the, if the success goes in the, in the pitch. Oh, well, that's it. I know because we're playing well the last few years. It's just the buzz, the, the wings around the, the town is mad. It's just, it's changed, really. Everybody's wearing Derry tops now. O'Neill's is making a fortune. Uh, <laughs> uh, to be fair, they looked after us. So. <laughs> that man's making a fortune too, by the way. Oh, I wasn't happy. I said O'Neill's just making a fortune, was he? <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 we're all happy. The merchandise group and O'Neill's are making money, so we're not. We're we're quite happy with that. But what, what do you think, Jay? You're on the next season, like you know, you were saying, like you're hoping next year is the the, the title one in the year, like a big brilliant twenty six years and counting, like. But uh, do you think? The team's far off. I know it was seven points at the end. The Rovers and kind of slipped up, but uh, you think they're, they're maybe a, a top striker away from from one of them? I don't even think it's a top striker. I, t- I just feel like it's belief. Um, not that I think that we don't believe that we can win it. I think in the change room, everyone believes that we can do it. Um, and the hardest thing about it is when we look around, we know we're good enough to do it. So it's. It's just doing it, and it's obviously it's up to ourselves and up to the coaching staff to, to make that happen. Um, but we'll give it our best try, and hopefully, I can play some part in that, and hopefully, give a push as well next year for it. Obviously, counting yourself with, with injuries, but that's been a big thing. You know yourself, as you just alluded to earlier, Jackie, the amount of different players are sitting beside you each week. That's been a big factor for the the first team this year. No, it has. We have we haven't been lucky and speak about one man, like Maggie Duffy breaks his leg last year and I don't think he gets the credit. It's it's crazy the credit that he deserves. He's had a great year and people don't I don't know if people actually realise what he's went through. You know, to be able to come back and be so good still and like we have some top players and the likes of Fats as as he's seen he has to go get surgery on his Achilles. He's been playing all the year. With an injury, um, I know he had, might not started as many games as he wanted, but he's been coming on then games and having to do jobs where he's really not fit to do, and he's been doing them. And you can just see in them days when he's at it that he can be the best player easy in this league, like. And hopefully we can see that next year at him as well. Simon's definitely hoping that I can tell you that now straight away. <laughs> Simon's one hundred percent hoping that. Well, I'll tell you what, with any team with, with fats, 100%, 100% fatness, like, they should be one of the league. <laughs> <laughs> there's, some, there's some games this, this year, like, it might, it might even be 50%, and uh, drag, drag be far, like, the best player in the patch at times, like, and he's only at 50%, so that's, I'm excited to see that as well. I've seen it before um, when he's playing with Dundalk, and I've seen it before in his early years at Derry. So I'm excited to see that again next year and hopefully be on beside him. Uh, before we, we sort of let you go and get ready for Tenerife, um, do you not give us any exclusives about who's coming and going or whatever? I haven't heard anything, to be fair. I just look at Twitter and, and as I said, if I knew you still wouldn't tell you. <laughs> <laughs> 
But that's that game. I mean, we expect a few, a big, you know, we expect one or two, maybe three, I think, uh, at tops because of he's, he's got the nucleus of that side. And it's just about keeping everybody fit, getting them fit for the start of the season. Then you've got a, a real chance like with that squad. Oh, that's it. There's a good squad there now. And looking forward to it. And as you say, there might be new faces in there as well. And anyone that does come in, they're not just going to be there for they sit in the bench or just to make up a squad. They're going to be top players. So I'm looking forward to see who comes in. And uh, did Georgie have to do much babysitting in uh, Tenerife? Saying the hunt. <laughs> well, <laughs> as a non-drinker as well, I was helping him. <laughs> and you were going to run through Georgie in the morning then? Well, to be fair, there was 22 of us there this time and there was five or six that don't drink. So it's probably that I've been in a lot of lads' holidays and it's usually I'm the only one. So this time it was a bit better when it hits three or four in the morning. Just jump on one of my scooters just to play about for half an hour to clear the head. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. Uh, Thanks very much for joining us. I uh, um, hope everything goes well. Maybe we, we, you come back stronger than ever. Hey? Um, we're looking forward to seeing you back on the pitch at Derry Jersey on again as well, too, as, as I'm sure you can't wait. Uh, I've missed it, so I'm looking forward to myself. Excellent, Jackie. Cheers. Hey? Appreciate Thank it. Thank you. Cheers. These are folks, uh, Kieran Harkin, being very honest as he as he normally is, and I know well, when we done the interview uh, in the Zoom call, Simon, we had a couple of mates here were were listening, and they were saying the same thing. Mark McIntosh and Dermot Lavey and Kate Murray, they were just going, "Look, he's so honest, like he's just he, and you love that about him. He he, he, tell, he talks so openly about as you alluded to these." His head was down, but the players got him going again. And you're right, the Collie Wheeling thing stood out. Like, where he just says, I was buzzing for him when he scored against Cork. I was just like, oh, man, what a player this boy is, and blah, blah, blah. And then, bang, it happens again. And the both of them sort of were batting off each other. They, they picked me up as such. They, they they get going again, like. Hmm. And he and he thinks that, that uh, he's no doubt that Collie Wheeling will get back. His best because of he knows him better than most. They worked in the you know in the gym with him, uh, and he, and he knows his sort of ambition and his uh, determination to get back and how hard he works too, which was which is good to hear as well. Oh, it was like there's no doubt about it. And look, it's, it is about determination when you've you know you suffer twice. There's no doubt about it. It's about that. And you know even talking about family life then too. We, the wife and the and the and the wean and the he gave her in chatting about oh she had to look after two weans <laughs> and thing I that was quite funny like, so the same we find like it's the the sort of people forget about they just sort of see him at the match and go oh that's right Jackie's injured but it's the whole lifestyle like you have to sort of get around it you know yes they do and as I say the two weans in the house there was a lot lot going on. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, Mike, you, you seen the photographs coming out the wheelchair after the operation and stuff, and he was saying how, about how tough it was, like, you know, just having to be wheeled about and uh, not being able to, to, to move for too long and stuff like that. So you could just imagine, you know, that happened twice, you know, as we were saying earlier, like, you know, it's, it would just be so tough mentally, like, to get, to get your head around and get back at it. But you can hear the enthusiasm then in terms of he's ready to go now and, and give it everything. Look at it, it, it. We said it earlier, and it is. It's as much mental as it is physical. Because mm. you imagine any athlete, for even for regarding a footballer, you take away the ability to actually move and to compete, and that that's a hell of a thing to suddenly be denied for the best part of a year and a half. And I mean, I suppose Collie Whelan, he's nearly like the forgotten man sometimes as well, alongside Jackie there, because uh, the the two of them will have been great support for each other, and you need that, like, it's because. I know you're saying it's great being in changing rooms and it is, but it's not the same. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're getting there, you're patting guys in the back, you're sending them out onto the pitch and you're thinking, oh, geez, when am I getting back out? When am I getting back out there? Like, Derry fans would love to see the two of them back out. And I think there's nobody in the League of Ireland would deny that both lads, you know, the opportunity to come back to hell of a player, two great, great players. Like, we, we never got to see the best of Collie Wheeling yet. That's something the Derry fans would love to mm-hmm. see, but... Uh, that just this step now where 
they're they're nearly there. You just hope they don't rush it. I think it was clever of Derry not to, just as Jackie said not mm. to bring them back towards this season, give them that extra time. Hopefully, hopefully then the first time he gets into the tackle, that'll get that out of the road and get him back and run. It'd be great to see him back. I think. Yeah, and 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 Kai Whelan too. Like if like if he was to come back, say everything on schedule, no setbacks, maybe in the summer, Kev. Like hey, what what. You know, when you're you're on there challenging at that stage, like you're you got Europe, it would be a fantastic time for him to get back at it and hopefully come back the same the same player as well too. Oh, that's exactly it. You know, I know we keep saying it like but Collie Wheeland absolutely would be like a new signing. Hmm. Uh a new signing that uh, it's a strange it'd be like a strange new signing. It's one of them where all supporters have seen this player and went, Hey, what a player we hope it is, you know. So no, look, he, he, he would be another man. We keep talking about that time at Cork when he came on, rifled it in. All the frustration of a year of something not being able to play came out in that strike. But it also just showed you his instinct and his quality from that goal. He just strike your instinct back then, bang, end the story. Thanks very much, goal. And that's what Derry have been missing, that sort of instinctive striker, just to put the ball in the net, just to be in the position he scored in a couple weeks later with a header just on that six yard box and there are many times we've been sitting at the, at the brand deal or, or anywhere same in the league of Ireland matches we're crossing across the six yard box and you're sitting there going God seriously somebody yeah. get in the box you know it's just it's crying out like so look I think doesn't need us to be saying that Rory Higgins is watching games too he even loads and uh, his interviews with us last week that you know he's looking for attack minded players and you know, there's a few of them out there, like at the minute, you know, obviously there's talk of Daniel Kelly being close to possibly getting completed the dairy. Then you have, there's talk of Pat Hooven being allowed to go from Dundalk. Cork City getting relegated as Rory Keaton now uh, available. You know, there's so much that's out there, it's possibly out there and whatever else. So look, these attack-minded players are out there. It's whether or not Rory can get these boys in or who he's looking for, you know, but we're just Neiman free that springs it off the top of her head, like uh, definitely. And I think if if we were watching the, the Friday night's game, the, the Waterford Cork match, I think Ronald Coughlin, I think he was like a man possessed. I know he's got eyes and going to, to England, but I'm sure Ray Higgins was looking at that performance because he was down at the match, and I'm sure he was going, you know what, I wouldn't mind him up there. He could do a job, especially that goals return was a 36 goals or something for the season. Goals. I know he doesn't, he doesn't really do it in, in the top flight. Like, you know, he was, he's had a couple of spells. Like, we, we, we slag one, was he Pats, wasn't he? But, uh, yeah. but hey, it looks like he's got a, a sort of renewed sort of, um, I don't know, he's he's, he's, at, he's at it now. Like, you know, he wasn't that kind of player. First division is different standard, but those kind of goals you can't ignore. He can't, and he seems to have that hunger. Even his interview after the game, uh, seen that on social media where he was just like, I look on you from school the penalty. This is not being arrogant. I just knew my confidence. I've really knuckled down this year. And look, the prime example, if you're really Higgins and you're thinking about getting Roland Cockland, is you just go, uh, Remy, what's the crack? How's he been <laughs> training? You know, you know what I mean? You just ring Alan Reynolds because he's, he's worked with him every day at, the, the, at Waterford and say, Remy, what's All he right. like? Well, that, yada, yada. But you're right. I think if Roland Cockland is going to leave, I think it will be across the water. Or I think. He, he alluded these gear friends from yes, England and stuff like that. I, I think if he's going to move, he'd probably move across the water. But no, you're right. You can't ignore 36 goals. I don't care what standard you're on. Uh, what do you think, Mike, out of all of those guys you mentioned? Especially if if if, uh, if Daniel Kelly did come to Derry and, and you had him on the right and you had you have obviously McMullen there as well too can play on the right. Daniel Kelly can play across the front line. Uh, Mickey Duffy in the left and these boys well, what we didn't have last year which Rovers did was boys coming on like for like quality for quality like you know that sort of way that, and if you have boys like that and the, and, the, and the the wingers like that who can deliver fantastic crosses can score goals too from wide positions and then you just need a, an out and out striker don't you and then, then, then you've got a real, real chance then haven't you that the names like the names that are being bandied about are their quality and you can't go wrong adding quality. I mean, like if we're led to believe Daniel Kelly's very close and and then you have the the obvious one that jumps out is Hoban, like you know, Hoban or whatever way we want to say it. But like his there's nobody's gonna argue with that track record. And the the weird thing about football transfers is you know, one and one doesn't always equal two. I've listened to boys this year, you know, dare you need an out and out striker and they probably do. But probably even more than an out and out striker, what Derry need to do is 
is get their attacking players to commit to the box. That's what I, I've I've watched them a few times, and these guys will and they'll improve the squad, no doubt. If they secure two or three of them, you know that's a that's a gimme. But it's even it's even a mindset where like Danny Mullen, I think, could score goals too. But what I watched this year is our Derry's two wide men tend to stay wide. You know, the ball gets floated into the box. People are saying Danny Mullen's maybe not scoring the goals he should. But he's the only one in the box against four defenders. Defenders love that. You know, so I think if we add a couple of those players, but also start getting people taking a chance and just, you know, when you when you put three, four players into the box, they may not get anywhere near the ball. But what that does is it shakes up defenders, moves them about. And that's when a good forward finds the spaces, when the defenders are starting to get distracted. So if you if they did that and you threw in somebody like Huben, now, like, I couldn't, I couldn't not see him scoring goals. Providing that's the sort of thing, but but if if you're throwing him in the box, for example, I'm using him as the example on his own, and the balls are still coming in, and he's up against two big centre halves and a fullback or two, that's still difficult to score. So, as well as this new personnel, I would love just to see them committing more men into the box over and over. Mm. You know, rather than we tend to stand out around the edge of the eighteen, wait for the balls to drop and stuff like that. So, but if you're asking personnel wise. It would be a hell of a nice thing to think, you know, Paul McMullen or Daniel Kelly down the right, and mm-hmm. you know, then you're starting to look Mickey Duffy or to pick him down the left. You're you're getting into fantasy football realms there, and I'm sure Rory would be licking his lips at the prospect of trying to pick eleven out of that sort of squad. Definitely, so who may be like a big Eamon Zaid, doesn't it? Like he's that kind of target man, that kind of player, yeah. Um, but then, but then you look at I know what you're saying because that's that has been the issue with the midfielders chipping in. Obviously, we don't have fast. When fast played that number, I know I have, like that's we're about half an hour on now. Give me, give me, give me my first fats. But you know, he's a way to get his the Sweden for that operation in Achilles. He comes back and and we can like. You heard Jackie saying too, like he was playing that most of those games, fifty percent of as a cave up all these. Like if he's a fired at a hundred percent, he can and and playing that number ten rule, like, you know, if, if he was behind a Pat Hoven or something like that, that. And as you mentioned, like these guys who are all being mentioned, they're all ex they're, they're Dundalk and uh or currently at Dundalk and obviously we have a few because Rory Higgins is, has been christened the magpie, hasn't he, by certain uh, people in Dundalk <laughs> quarters, but uh, he's swooped potentially again. But uh, they, they, it's 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 easy. They sort of bet on with, with boys who you played. You know their their runs. You know the way they play. It's 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 you know, they're ready to hit the ground running if these kind of guys came on, and 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 there's no doubt in their like their, their quality, and they they've all won things down there at Dundalk as well too. So. I think it's an easy transition as well if you do get them up. No, but you're right. Like, uh, it is, they, they've all played together. But the big thing is what you sort of alluded to at the end there is they're all winners. Mm. That's the big thing. They're hungry. And let me tell you, if Pat Hoobin leaves Dundalk, which we all think he is, and some people are saying he's not, if he does, and he signs for a League of Ireland club, you're going to get an absolutely hungry Pat Hoobin out to prove Dundalk wrong of I was ready to rock and roll, I was a man still, I'm still the top striker in this country, you give me the service, I'll get the goals. So whoever gets him, if he leaves Dundalk as a signing upon signing, and as I say, he's a winner, and he'll want, they want more stuff, just to sort of two fingers up to Dundalk, if he does leave them, they prove that he's a man. He's, he finished, what, one or two goals off top goal scorer this year, and he played in the, at the dog team with his hand consistently. He played in the dog team that he wasn't on all the time. He had a few wee niggles. No, look, I think it's if you can get him, uh, you, you go and get him, basically, if, if, if that chance is there. Uh, but it, it just proves the, sort of the whole league, everything. There's a lot happening this, this, this weekend. Obviously, you, you alluded to Waterford coming up, Cork going down. You then they have the FAA Cup final, and like it's just. Look, putting it bluntly, it's been a disaster for poor Eggy. Oh. And Bose, like, everything's just come back and bought him where he came out. He's coming to start the season. Not moving down here, leaving my family funny sixth. Oh, dear God. Mm. And then uh, we're going to, we, we see Shelburne celebrating uh, as after they won. We're going to bring the Beeping Cup back here after their final game of the season to the Bohemian fans. And I know, don't get me wrong, every manager's probably done it, but because of the social media world, 
I'm just a Bulls fan that stuck out on social media, getting Deggy going. But you're right, John Daly then, he just absolutely came them then on Sunday night with said trophy sitting yeah. beside it. You know, and it's it's him we think plus it's his budget too. Deggy's mm-hmm. budget's been cut while Damien Doss has went up two or three hundred thousand, while Deggy's has went down two or three hundred thousand. Yeah. That's the differences of winning that cup. And that's been a bit of a disaster, especially when you remember Bulls were up there top of the league yeah. at, uh, earlier on the season and, and sitting in those European spots for the majority of it. Like they, when you look at their how it's finished for them, that's, that's been a disaster for them. Um, but, but I suppose if, like as you say, like we've got we've got Galway coming up, we've got Waterford as well too. So some nice sweet chops here. Thankfully, only the the one trip they monster like because Cork are down as well too. So, um. I hope no Cork fans are, are watching it or listening to this. But, uh, but, but we are very, very isolated up up in the northwest now. Like you know, we know we know from Herbs. But uh, if if we I've just sort of looked back because we haven't got long left here. Like, but sort of reflection on the on our first our first season hey, in the podcast. Mike, you're 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 the, the biggest fan of, of the podcast, probably the only fan. But <laughs> and that's only you're only the fan since you started taking part. Before that, you could. Yeah. <laughs> well, we I, 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 I used to listen to these often enough in work. But let alone <laughs> well, we've been there. We've, we've been all over the show. Like obviously, with Europe, we, we've done it from the Pharaohs. Mick sounds like he's still in the Pharaohs there with the sound quality. If you're picking, <laughs> we've got Mick Lee from the Faroe Islands. But what's I don't know. And Kev, he spent half a time in Spain, but. It's been good crack. Like uh with loads of guests on too, Kev. Like who who's who was your who was your favorite? Um there's there's a few contenders, a, a few uh decent wee interviews on there along the way. Uh listen, the one that always stands out is is Rennie, to be fair. When Rennie Rennie left, uh we know why he left for uh family reasons. Uh and but his interview was superb. Now at the time we were Waterford were challenged and Derry were challenged the league. Okay, Galway were well ahead, but they could have maybe brought it back and we were talking about his bonus, he'd be back up in Derry mm-hmm. if Derry wanted to take for his bonus. And then he got his, his bonus then at Waterford, they won the league and all these type things. And but he was very funny and he was also very passionate about Derry and and, and you know only for his family circumstances, I don't think he, he, he would have left. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, but no, Rennie, definitely, there's no doubt about it, stands out. He was, he was very funny, so he was, to be fair, too. Hmm. What would you make? Any, any standouts of the year? Obviously, when you stood out for me, that was the that was the big moment there, like your moment they shine, and he doesn't let us down there. No, I was I was <laughs> going to say, like we, we, we'll probably learn from this year because the problem was, you know, they brought you know, bringing myself in to, to raise the standards and then having to deny the listeners that for the rest. Of that that's a, that's something we learn from. But uh, no, it was I I I enjoyed Quiggy the other week too. I thought I thought he was great. Just to, you know because dairy dairy fans love a young player coming through. Like so, hearing him coming in and like he's always Quiggy's always Quiggy. You know what I mean? He, it was like listening to the three years having a chat in the pub. To be honest, you know he's were he's were breaking away like so. That was excellent too, you know. But no, I think it's the sort of thing dairy fans have enjoyed because you know it's but they'll get behind the club and the, everybody in dairy has got an opinion. So it's been nice occasionally listening to you two give sensible ones. Very occasionally, mm-hmm. like uh, I'm sure Rory Higgins might disagree with that. Like I'd love to hear Rory's take on the on the first season. Uh, well, he's, he's refused a couple of times now to come on, but we'll get him next season. Like they, we, we feature him every week. In fairness, like he's got a he's got a wee voice clip on every week. So, uh, but but there's been some decent ones. There's been so like obviously with James McLean, we we, we caught Baz Malloy in the pitch. Remember that time when he was up as well too. Felix Healy, God was there too. Liam Coyle was on. Felix was Felix, very, very good. Just as a matter manager yeah. perspective and seeing the league, and he called it like he says. Sam McGrover was just a better team than there, the better yep. version of there. That's the way it turned out in regards to league title. Uh, if you're looking for honesty, you've got Liam Coyle and Felix Healy that you're going to get it. And uh, a Hargy too. There's some, some great guests, I guess. So hopefully we, we keep it going for next season anyway. Um, also getting sort of contributions and questions on from, from listeners as well too. If Obviously, we go, if we've got access to the players and managers and people 
like Fallwood or whoever else that we can ask questions they and get to the bottom of issues or that maybe aren't uh, being talked about too. It's a, it's a, it's a, a platform for that as well too. So hopefully you can get us a few questions on, a few requests, a few ideas for, for making it a better, bigger and better next year. Um, new presenters probably you'll get new presenters is, <laughs> we can't afford new presenters we don't get paid <laughs> but uh, no it's just been good crack uh, and, and hopefully we'll be, be back back at it next season it's just now time for silly season Kev uh, Mickey it's, it's, this is the, the time where you follow everybody and uh, when you try and get get the get the scoop this, this is where you start annoying every manager in the League of Ireland by linking, and actually probably the English divisions too, by linking every forward player on earth to Derry City. <laughs> I've always said this, that while it's great for journalism and the speculation, though, but this is the time where I just start laughing at everything, because, you know, down, down the years, we'll say, managers are contacting me, hey, would you maybe have a number for him? And uh, but like I'm not looking to speak to him, but you have a number. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're you're part of the you know twenty five percent of the deal type of done, and then you go right, is that done yet? I right, I'm using that as a back page. You know, that, that's just the way it works. Uh, but then if you do it the other way and maybe speculate that they're another team out there. Oh, what are you at? What are you at? I think you're fine. The entity, give me a number while the day you're at beep. So, uh, this is the time of the year when we're loved and hated, uh, an equal measure, uh, uh, before the season even begins. Well, to use your famous line, it's, it's the hope of kill. You hope it's next year that, uh, we, we, we sort of bridge that gap and bring the league title back as well, too. There's a lot they look forward to. As, are you going to give us any sort of we, uh, exclusive on a potential, uh, Home kit or anything like that, or anything coming out? Does it like you're under pressure now to sweat, didn't you? I know it's 30 degrees out there. Uh, funny enough, it's going to be red and white, it's going to be candy stripes. People will be delighted to hear that it's going to be candy stripes. Uh, but no doubt, Adidas, no, it'll not be Adidas, funny enough, but no, there'll be no uh, O'Neill's again. It is, uh, no, we'll have we'll no doubt have dairy people. Moaning. I'm going to put it out there, folks. We, we get this all the time. We bring out a jersey. We've never got the thumbs up from everybody. And, and to be honest, if we do get the thumbs up from everybody, we're actually concerned at that. <laughs> we're, we're, we're worried about that. We want the feedback of, no, I don't like that. No, I don't like that. More importantly, what about what about some sort of kit for the podcast crew? I mean, you are the merchandise man, you know. That's not a bad idea, Mac. I like that. Well, to be honest, you you sponsored the food. Make sure they're extra, extra large, by the way. Clear <laughs> fuck for me. Uh, triple XL. 60, sec- 60 seconds now for a comeback. <laughs> exactly, pair fuck. Forget about it. No, I, I know, Mick, you sponsored the, the food, so you can maybe sponsor the, the gear. <laughs> right. Well, I think we're going to leave it at that. We didn't quite get an exclusive to oh. McLaughlin from the Mercedes Company, but we've run out of time. So, folks, thanks for listening all season, and uh, let's let's hope for a bigger and better one next year. That's it. Cheers, folks. All ah. the best. All the best. All the best. We'd like to thank the children of Greenhall Primary School for the podcast jingle. And any city fans out there with anything they want to ask us, they can email us simon.collins at dairyjournal.com or myself, kevin.mcgohan at dairyjournal.com. Also keep an eye on social media on Twitter at dairyjournal and on Instagram at dairyjournal underscore. Make sure you like, follow and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a beat as we follow the fortunes of Dairy City Football Club.